Hi, and welcome to Podcasting 101 with Rachel. This podcast is for busy female entrepreneurs who run their own businesses and want to start a podcast or who may already have a podcast. I want to share practical information and tips on how you can get your podcast started and managing it along the way. I'll also be interviewing other female podcast hosts to give you real insight into what it's like having your own podcast. and welcome to this week's episode. Today I have Sarah Giffro and she is coming to talk about some of the pitfalls or do's and don'ts about podcasting. And so to start with, Sarah, do you want to just introduce yourself and let us know who you are and what you do? So yeah, uh, my name's Sarah Giffro and I am the owner and creative director a uh, benevolent overlord, I like to say, of Upswept Creative. I love that on your email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, and we do a website, social media, and email marketing for established, ethical, and passionate small businesses and nonprofits. So that's our main gig. Awesome. And so we're here to talk about um, a podcast that isn't live anymore. It was one that you did a couple of, was it a couple of years ago now? Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it was a couple of years ago. Um and this was a this was a side project. It was totally unrelated to my business, which maybe is kind of rare. Um but yeah, I started it in uh, March of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> it was called Mixed Metaphors and it was centered around interviews with uh mixed race folks um of which i am one and so um and just the journey of um figuring out our identities and how we take up space and various different spaces whether they're like white spaces or you know person of color spaces or you know everything in between and just a lot of the a lot of the uh stories around that so um Oh, yeah. And I got a lot of good feedback uh, from the folks I talked to. They they were like, I'm so glad you're doing this. But uh, I I definitely made some choices that made it more difficult than it needed to be, which is why I'm no longer doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with, so it's a it was a passion project. What made you want to start it? Obviously, March 2020 was, was it? pre-covid or just as it hit it was like was the idea percolating for a while pre kind of covid or yeah um it was something i had had in mind for uh for yeah probably six months or so prior to covid and and i think i'd done a couple of interviews at that point but i was very much taking my time with it and then and then yeah uh covid started and and I was like, well, I have all of this free time at home. I can figure out this podcast thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it seemed like a nice idea at the time, but uh, but yeah, I I think that it was uh, it was a mistake in the long run because as the pandemic went on, um, yeah, I I think my capacity, I think a lot of people's capacity to just do anything uh dropped precipitously <laughs> yeah definitely yeah yeah and i think that's and i think that's something that is that's a big thing to consider when you are thinking about starting a project of this sort is just 
you know, whether it's a pandemic or a major life events or even just like a lot of small stuff that's draining your energy, you have to really be real with yourself about your capacity and and ask yourself, you know, what are you going to have to put aside in order to make room for this? Because it's going to take time and, and that time has to come from somewhere. So and that yeah. as well. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. I think that that's kind of like one of the first questions um, that I would say to somebody if they were thinking about starting a podcast, like say this kind of size of a project, be realistic with the amount of time that you have to um, just to spend on it. And whether it then at that point, maybe depending on, you know, whether you have the fun spending, whether it's a passion project or, or for your business, um, whether you could outsource some of those parts or whether that's even an option for you or making it in a way that, okay, I can't commit to weekly episodes, so let's start with monthly episodes uh, or just having that knowledge so you can base it if you really want to do it in, into into your, your work, your working life. But it, it is a big commitment, whether you've got somebody helping you or not you still got to come up with those creative ideas around what you would like your episodes to be and the planning and and the fact that it just takes time recording and editing and all those other things that make and then promoting it that make it happen. So what was the first kind of thing that you came across that maybe that you stumbled over or that you started to feel that maybe it was a bigger project than you thought or... Well, the funny thing is, as far as the as far as the promotional side, I think that's where a lot of people would would get hung up. But given that, you know, I already had website skills and social media experience, I I felt like I know how to you know I know how to set up the the website and the podcast feed. I already have a host. I I know how to promote things online, and so that. That piece I kind of had in the bag, but I think a lot of other folks wouldn't necessarily. Um, yeah. But I think uh, I think a lot of my a lot of my issues stemmed from uh, stemmed from the desire to <laughs> to nitpick at myself, which I think we're all a little guilty of that sometimes. Um, so yeah, I would say don't spend a lot of time editing yourself. <laughs> this I feel like. You need to kind of brace yourself for the sound of your own voice sometimes. Uh, yeah. I was talking, I did a post today about um, perfectionism, actually, because it was making me think um, that, like, you talk about the sound of your own voice can be hard to hear. I I still um, don't always like the sound of my voice or how often I might say um or so and, and when you listen to yourself quite a lot you, you kind of see those things and you pick those things out so you have to kind of try and put those things aside sometimes because if you let it get in your own head it's very difficult when you're editing and you're listening to it over and over again it kind of just becomes oh no I don't I don't really feel comfortable with that so that's something that I mean yeah everyone with imposter syndrome as well I think is a big all those types of feelings was that um were you finding that hard like was that getting in your head when you were interviewing people as well do you think or just kind of like at the editing stage yeah I think um I think less so during the interviews themselves I definitely thought about it but but yeah it was definitely in the editing stage where you know 
yeah, any sort of like, you know, vocal fry or saying um or like or any of that, it's just going to be a hundred times more grating when it's in your own voice. Like your voice doesn't sound the same in, in your head as it does on a recording. It's just it's so jarring. You just it's it's like you kind of dissociate from it almost like that's not me. I don't sound like that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I definitely felt that. Another one tip that someone says is is re-listening to it over and over, like by listening to it over and over again, you kind of get used to the sound of your own voice is one way. There's a guy, that um, Tom Stanhope, he was talking about video as well, about how we're, we're uncomfortable in a video about seeing ourselves. Um, but it's because we don't often see ourselves from that angle. Um, only when we look in a mirror, we don't really think about it. So when you're like presented with this, image of yourself it's it's kind of the same as the voice as your voice um and he kind of recommends like listening to yourself um to getting yeah. used to the sound of your own voice i definitely agree with that about video too there have been uh, a few instances where edited video of myself and yeah you're not like you're not usually talking to yourself when you look in the mirror so like no. When you're watching a video, it's like, what is my face doing right now? It's, it's really out there. Yeah. <laughs> I get so distracted by my own face sometimes. I just like stick a post-it note over my own face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want to look like that. Why is that? But yeah, there are things that you, things that you do need to like get over that so to get to the next the next hurdle. So how did you find it from? I mean, you being a website designer, you're pretty tech savvy you know so did you find the process of editing fairly easy that's the thing is i don't think it was and a lot of it was just obsessing about those details um and yeah there is a bit of learning curve with the with the different editing tools that you know mm. i i didn't i didn't ever feel like i really got the hang of it um mm. so so yeah it's it's definitely um it was definitely a learning experience in, in that regard. What did you use for editing of interest? Yeah, I... What was it called? Oh, yeah. I used Audacity. They called Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I use Audacity. That's what I use. I I real life Audacity. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think this is also... I think it's kind of a pitfall of my experience too is that well my husband has a podcast called the weird history ah. podcast okay so we already had good equipment in the house but then i i was also like he uses audacity i should use audacity he hosts his feed on blueberry i should host it on blueberry and i was and i don't know if those are necessarily the right tools for me and i think i I think I wish I would have thought harder about that and maybe done a bit more experimenting um, just because I know from like the webs, the website worlds that, you know, they're like different site editors and different tools and, and what's intuitive to one person is not going to be intuitive to another. So um, I could have tried harder in <laughs> researching, <laughs> editing software to make sure I was using something that really worked for me. It's there's a lot of information out there about different podcast host uh, platforms and um, and editing tools. So I know a lot of Mac users. I'm not a Mac user myself. I don't use Apple. I'm Android. But um, GarageBand um, apparently is really good for for editing. A lot of people I know use that. Um, I use Audacity. 
but I have used that in the past years and years ago in my degree, so I kind of had some familiarity with it. So, but you, there are some, I think, even with Anchor now. So, Anchor's the free platform that's like linked with Spotify. Um, and I think there's like Alitu as well, and you can edit it, edit in there. And I find those a little bit clunky to to edit if you, depending on what type of editing you want to do. But to make it simple, if you want to kind of put conversations on there that you don't want to take too much out, bar maybe if there's like you know some some interruption in the middle, you can clip the ends. And some of them even have like um. A, a sound processing thing where they'll do like a general thing for you um, to make that easy and um, easier for you, which I think is great if that's, if the, if the, te- and if you can have that all in one place. And, and often that's a big barrier for people to, to starting. And like so you, you face with this decision, I'm not sure what to do without, I mean, I spent lots of time researching. I mean, mainly as well, being a podcast manager, I wanted to see what, what was out there and what, Potentially, I could suggest to different clients and stuff. And then you start diving into all of that and you think, oh my gosh, like so I'd not heard of Blueberry when you mentioned that. So there are so many different ones out there with different functionalities. I'm not surprised you went with the one that your husband had because yeah. it's just, it's just <laughs> like, well, it works for him, you know? And um, so I guess that's one kind of thing is making sure the the tech works for you and exploring maybe, exploring a few couple of different options before you settle on one and getting some some advice off a, a few different people so what what any other things what other things did you find that any of the problems that you kind of came across I think I had a fair amount of overthinking at play as well I so I I definitely overthought the format and it's really going to be better to keep it simple at the outset um so because my podcast was centered around interviews with mixed race folks, I mean, I totally could have just recorded our conversation and posted it to the feed and voila, it's out there. But I don't know. I was probably listening to too much 99% Invisible or <laughs> It's American Life or whatever. Um, and I, I just came in with this like really grandiose vision of storytelling and I'd be like narrating like Roman Mars and and then just oh really oh wow <laughs> yeah and it it just added so much complexity that i didn't anticipate so you know that turned into like hours and hours of tedious editing and like splicing clips together and and i i absolutely hated it <laughs> and it's probably the major reason i let go of the project is is that yeah i just i was expecting way too much out of myself right out of the gates like you know a lot of those a lot of those um really well-known podcasts you know they have entire teams behind them (laughs) they have yeah they have people doing their research they got the sound engineers and editors and their entire job to do that one piece and so expecting all that worry yeah all the hats (laughs) doing everything yeah. yeah they've got a massive production team producers yeah everything everybody there so what was the format then so you have the conversations with the with the different folks that you had on and then what did you what bits were you narrating over I'm just interested to see how you kind of came up with that um type of uh format yeah um I essentially I did the I like 
had questions that I would ask them and and I would sort of look for the story in there. I mean, I really I was really focused on creating a space where they could just talk about what spoke to them and I just held space for them and listened and so it's so yeah, it wasn't so much like a back and forth or like of us having a conversation necessarily. I was just I was more just like listening to and looking for the story and so I would I would like put the pieces together in a way that made sense and and then yeah, you have a little you have a little bit of context. So the episode would be more of them with the story telling their story, not like a not like a question kind of answer kind of thing and then um have you doing the little parts in there. Yeah, that's really, you should, you should, tr- um, I know you said it might not be available anymore before we hit record, but it would be really interesting to, to listen to, to the podcast as well. Yeah. Um, just to see that type, that's not something that I, I guess the type of podcast that I've created is, it, it's not the same as the type of, like what the idea of the concept of the idea that you wanted to do. If you could like redo it again, like, like w- what things how would you like to see the format now to make it to still get across what you want to get across in your podcast, but make it easier for yourself so that you would continue to get that content out there? Yeah, I think that I think I would definitely start with just having a more or organic format to my interviews and interviewing people is is a skill. It's more of a skill than I think people realize sometimes and. And yeah, I think I think I would want to have it be more conversational. I think I had a lot of due to the due to the nature of like the subject matter, I I had a certain amount of hesitance about taking up too much space in in the interview and and so I think uh I think that would be that was something too uh, that I needed to get over myself about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I I think that's yeah, having a more organic conversational flow would make would really trickle down and make everything simpler. Um, it would make the editing go more quickly, and and yeah, I would be able to actually stick to a schedule and not go overwhelmed about it. Um, and it would be it would be very tempting to uh, hire someone to handle the editing for me um, if it ever. Got, if I ever got to a point where I felt like that was in the realm of possibility, uh, but yeah, as a yeah. as a passion project, it's <laughs> you often just go the oh yeah route. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah as a passion project, it's not um, something that you can. It's a lot of money to spend on something that's a passion project. But do you, do you feel do you feel um, that you'd still be able to get across? Um, what you wanted to achieve with your podcast if you had the conversational side of things? Yeah, I think so. Um, because the, I mean, I was focusing on a group of people of which I am a member. So, um, so yeah, I think, um, I think that a lot of, I think a lot of the themes would still come through and I would just, yeah, I would just need to get more comfortable with interviewing and having that conversation so with that I don't feel like I need to spend hours and days editing it down. Yeah. 
it's it is hard with interviewing and you're right it it is a skill and i got inside i wasn't um having the same kind of conversations that you that you were having in your podcast but i still felt a bit um awkward and i did look at it like like a bit more of an interview um my first podcast was um into different virtual assistants and learning about their journey and how they got from where they were to where they were now and and what's evolved in their business and things and i did keep looking at it more it's more of a, it, it ended up being it's more of a conversationalist um podcast and i but i was looking at it like a like an interview and that really kind of made me really nervous about um doing the interviews and i still do sometimes get inside my own head and sometimes I'm so focused on the questions that I want to ask. I'm not not really listening to what somebody's saying to be able to ask those questions and um, that might just come up naturally in the conversation. Um, and that is some... This Janet Murray that I mentioned earlier, she talks about... She um, when she used to be a journalist as well, so she's got kind of a... Um, but she was more of a print journalist than an interview um, journalist. And she was talking about getting some training like interview training and I'd never thought of that of a podcast but actually depending on the subject that the people that you're interviewing having some kind of training and um really being able to, to to listen to what they're saying and then think of other questions to ask rather than ones you'd already previously thought is is a skill and would be something that could be um a really good investment as well couldn't it yeah yeah I think so and and yeah I definitely had a similar issue to you was just with the whole thing of like, oh, I've got to make sure I ask these questions and like getting to the point, like, especially because I'm like ADHD and I will just like go off on a tangent if I let myself. So I, yeah, I think getting like overly focused on like, these are the questions I have to ask. Like it was hard to also like hear what they were saying and, and actually have the conversation. So that's, that's a very real issue too. Yeah. I, totally get that would you feel more comfortable now doing doing interviews or conversationists now what kind of things do you think you could do to help you feel more comfortable or would you be more comfortable now you know having had that experience before and knowing kind of how you felt then like what things would you maybe do differently in the future if you were to do a podcast here i actually like the idea of interview training (laughs) Now that you now that you've brought it up, I think that would have been a huge help. Um, and still would be. Um, because yeah, I, I'm one of those people who is a lot more comfortable in writing than I am in like verbalizing. So so the getting into the overthinking space when I'm like having a conversation is just something I do when I'm having normal conversations. So yeah, having more of a framework around just like how to approach interviews would be massively helpful and I would, that's definitely something I would want to look at doing. Yeah, it's something that I thought about as well and thought it would just be a really valuable skill to to work on and also help with your, could help with like, not that I do a lot of presenting or speaking, but you know, there's a potential for doing that as well and or I don't know if you end up getting on a panel somewhere at a conference or something like that, those kind of skills would, would come in handy there as well. Yeah, I think I would feel more comfortable just having done it once and, and experienced all of these various ups and downs. Like, 
that's the cool part of mistakes is that you can learn from them and do things differently the next time. So I feel like if I were to try it again, it would go a lot more smoothly. Yeah, well, you, you're not kind of, you're not starting from square one like previously. You you, you didn't, because you don't know what you don't know really, do you? So yeah, you've made the mistakes and, you know, but I think it is important to make those mistakes because you'll never learn or get that experience um, if you don't just start you could pontificate uh, forever about well, like we were saying about perfectionism about not starting the podcast or not letting it out there because it's not I had this as well with both mine I was like oh who's gonna listen and I don't know whether like what I sound like is all right or if I just say okay and but until you kind of do it, you're not going to know. And that's, we all learn by doing, we all didn't like walk as a toddler, like straight away, didn't not stumble over or anything like that as you keep trying again to get it done. So at least you'll know you've got that experience under your belt and that if you were to go forward, you can draw on that. Was it so there's no mistakes, you're just failing forward or something like that? Like, yeah, not, <laughs> not failing forward, but you know, that kind of a sentiment. <laughs> I feel like the things that the things that have come to my mind and just like thinking back on this are like are one that done is better than perfect and yeah and I think the other thing is that like a lot of people like to say comparison is the thief of joy and I feel like I feel like it's also like comparison is the road to abandoned projects <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just thinking too much about what other people doing and and it sort of sucks the joy out of it for you so oh yeah Definitely. Better to just do it and see what happens. Yeah, definitely. That comparison game, oh, is is uh I often find myself sucked down that comparison game and even earlier this year I was trying to kind of like think about my business more strategically and like going, Oh but comparing myself constantly to other things or outside influences or someone that's got like, you know, ten more ten more years experience than me is like you're giving yourself that hard time thinking that you should know all that stuff and that you should get it perfect the first time around because you know about their mistakes and obviously they would never have got there had they not made similar things but yeah you can get a bit well I can get a bit paralyzed by that um and then trying to think of um I did some CBT last year and I had some uh kind of like different exercises to do a lot of my problems it was overthinking um like stress caused by overthinking so some of the tools that she gave me I use in my business as well to help me when I am overthinking I've got like a worry tree and like thinking about like can I do anything about it they know so okay park it's all this and they've really helped me when I do have those kind of like you know day-to-day things in my business where I end up feeling like oh, I can't do this or I can't do that so those kind of exercises have really helped try and get over that or stop the uh overthinking because you, your brain just goes like a million miles an hour doesn't it and then yeah yeah it does yeah I and something that's something that has like been really illuminating from time to time is like if you're listening to someone's podcast or you're like looking at their art or whatever and you're thinking oh my god they're so amazing like go like way back to like episode one or version one or or like the very first comic strip they drew or whatever and it, it just like it looks totally different it sounds totally different like 
you can sort of, if you go from like the beginning to now, you can like see the difference and that's, that comes through and then builds up as they get all of that experience. So, you know, they were, yeah, they were starting from a much different place. <laughs> Everything can evolve along with you. I've been saying this as well, that I mean, my podcast has evolved over time and like I said before about you don't know what you don't know and I think that it's a great thing for your podcast to evolve with you as your experience and your knowledge grows your podcast is and I'm sure if I listen back to that first interview I did for my first podcast oh my gosh I was so nervous I remember thinking afterwards I'm so sorry because this is so rubbish because I felt like it was really rubbish I felt like I really got into my like how my questions and all of this kind of stuff get into my head and I thought you know but then again I if I hadn't started doing it you know you won't be where you are now so the moral of the story is don't give up <laughs> yeah and try and work it. it start yeah just do it <laughs> have you got anything else um or any other advice maybe that you'd like to give to somebody who's um, thinking about starting um, a podcast or the, for their business or for a, as a passion project? Uh, more than anything, I would just say, like, do your own thing, <laughs> whatever mm -hmm. it is. Because, yeah, nobody is, nobody's going to have your ideas. Nobody's going to approach it exactly the way you do. So just roll with that. And yeah. Cause you, figure itself out. <laughs> yeah. I, I think um, when I was starting my podcast, I knew there was another person, another lady, um, he was doing something similar to and she'd started hers before me and we'd met and I knew her and I was worried that she was going to think that I was copying her podcast and I really got into my own but I remember somebody talking about um obviously there's a need for it if some if there's more than one podcast about something because obviously there's more than one person in the world thinking or talking about that that um particular subject but you're going to do it the way that you're going to do it like you just said it, it's from I'm, it's not going to be the same as her podcast because I'm completely different to her and I'll do it in a different way. Um, but again, I suppose it's going back to that comparison game to um, not let it get in your head and, and say, be, um, do it with as much of you in there as, as possible. <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. Great. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Sarah, and sharing your experience with podcasting. And I would love to listen to the podcast if you can find it out or if you have a link or anything i can pop a link in the show notes um yeah it'd be really exciting to to have a listen to it and see how many episodes did you do out of interest how many how many did you do i did four <laughs> do you know that's not still a lot more than far <laughs> that's still a lot more i'm looking at some stats today actually and that's still a lot more than a lot of podcasts only have one episode <laughs> But you started and you did it, so you still achieved four episodes. So I think that's really great. Anyway, we did yeah, four episodes. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for coming on, Sarah. Catch up with you soon. Thank you for having. Thanks. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to connect with me or get in touch, then head on over to my website. If you liked the episode, then I'd love it if you could leave me a review in your chosen podcast app. Your feedback is much appreciated. See you next time.